Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Reed Nahalko of readaboutsex.com, and you're listening to Why Are People Into That? with Tina Horn. Welcome to the 40th episode of Why Are People Into That? The podcast that burns, baby, burns. My guest today is Lamalani Sieverts, a sex educator and kinky craftsperson who was International Miss Leather in 2009. I attended Lamalani's ergonomic roughhousing class at Purple Passion here in New York City, and afterwards we settled onto my couch to talk about fireplay, like literally blazing hot sex, like setting your body aflame. Lamalani actually gave me a whole lesson in making the materials for Fireplay, and if you want to listen to that, you can subscribe to Wire People Into That on Acast Plus. Download the Acast app to find out more. A big thank you to everyone who attended my talk, The Whore Singularity, at the Woodhull Sexual Freedom Conference. I had a fantastic time presenting, and I learned so much from the panels that I attended. Speaking of conferences, BinderCon is a kick-ass conference for women and gender non-conforming writers. I'll be presenting a panel there this year called Obscene Stirs with two people who have been guests on this show this year, Milka Halili and Merit Kay, as well as my friend Yana Kalu. I'm really stoked to talk about vulgarity and discomfort with these badass babes. If you want to see a live discussion that will probably not be unlike an episode of this very podcast, come to BinderCon in New York City, October 29th and 30th. So, stop, drop, roll, and get ready to explore why are people into fire? What's up, Lamalani? I'm doing well. I'm having a great time with you here in New York. Cool, yeah. Thanks for coming. You, um, you've um, you lived all over the place, but uh, you live somewhere very not New York-y now, isn't that right? <laughs> that is very true. Uh, I have had a shift in my environment and moving from the West Coast, where I grew up in Seattle, and then uh, most recently in San Francisco to Ohio. Yeah, Akron, right? Home of Devo. <laughs> I'm not even sure. It, 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 it is. Okay. That's where I know the from. pretenders and yeah. uh, duct tape. Oh, <laughs> can't be that bad. It's not bad. It's great for a dyke. 
Um, well, and I, um, we've gotten such an awesome chance to spend some time together this weekend. Um, but uh, our, we've been kind of like ships in the night for a long time. Um, but you are a leader in the leather community. Um, and you are a leather title holder. You're Imsel 2009? Correct. Yes. <laughs> I think you're like the fourth Imsel that I've had on the show. So I, you know, lucky number four. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and you also are, I think quite a legendary teacher. I have heard about your teaching far and wide. Um, and I got to go to one of your classes at purple passion here in New York. Um, uh, last week, which was called ergonomic roughhousing. And that was right up my alley and really (laughs) fun. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. That's a fun one for me to teach. Yeah. You definitely have a combination of, um, charisma and pervert kinky knowledge with just really nerdy science stuff that I <laughs> that I really appreciate because that's not that's not the first place that my mind goes so that's always a great chance for me to learn like physics formulas to use in impact play yeah use science to explain sex it's great <laughs> um and speaking of science um one of the things that we're, well, the thing that we are going to talk about today, even though you teach classes on all kinds of different stuff, when I asked you what you wanted to teach, you said fire. <laughs> I like teaching what I'm passionate about. <laughs> it seems appropriate that you're, that you would have a passion for fire. It seems weird if somebody would be like lukewarm about fire. <laughs> seems counterintuitive. Yeah, I think you either love it or are really scared of fire. I think it's pretty polarizing that way. Yeah, probably for the same reasons, right? Right. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. So um, for those who are unfamiliar, can you explain what fire play is? Yes. Um, fire play is um, having the erotic application of fire to skin. Mm. And um, definitely when exploring fire play, it is edge play mm. and uh, get training and master the craft, learn what you're doing before using it in play. Definitely. Yes, absolutely. That You heard it here first, folks. That is our, our disclaimer. Uh, there's a lot of things that we talk about on the show that I'm like, no, you go try it at home. But fire is definitely something that you want to get um, training in, which you can at your local kink uh, community center, like go to a fire play class, or there's pr- there's probably a ton of resources online as well, right? Yeah, there's a lot of resources, but I think uh, just like an old school BDSM, the best way to learn fire is through mentorship and hands-on, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because you can see things, you can read about things, but I think the best way to learn is, is through experience, and you really get to know the nuances just by feeling it, because uh, fire play is definitely hot, both literally and figuratively, and you can't really get that transmitted through a book. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about um, some of the some of the ways that you can play with fire erotically. And this is not a metaphor, by the way. We're literally talking about fire. Um, <laughs> uh, um, although that is now that now that we're now that I mention it, um, it is interesting that so much figurative language around sex has to do with fire, right? Like even uh, like being in heat or mm-hmm. like being hot and bothered or like, uh, like you're making me so hot or you look so hot, right? Absolutely. And I, I think fire is intriguing because it's, it's been, um, you know, humans have been captivated by fire since the dawn of time. And there's a mystery and interest of a mystical nature to fire, uh, powerful. Mm. It's beautiful. It's captivating. So I think it's kind of encompasses a lot of what humans are. Yeah. So people who are into fire play are kind of like erotic 
Prometheuses, right? <laughs> I'll agree with that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what? So what's at the risk of being too on the nose? What is hot about Fireplay? Like, what's what's sexy about it? What's erotic? Like, if if people are listening to this and they're like, "What?" Like, I can't. I don't. I don't see the connection. I don't even know like where you would begin connecting sex and fire. Can you? Can you? Yeah. And help us get to the bottom of that. There's a lot of layers to Fireplay and why people are intrigued about it. So I can definitely talk about it from my experience and fascination as well as from what I hear about others, but certainly there's a lot more. Um, But I think when I talk about sex education and keeping sexiness alive and how to explore sex, I like to talk about the five senses Mm. and how can we incorporate those senses to have a richer experience. And with Fire, it really has all of those elements. So the first one will be visual and sight. Um, mm. I think fire is is kind of um, soothing, mm-hmm. like watching a fish tank. Like when people go camping, they sit and can stare at the fire oh, for hours. Oh, totally. Right? Even if you're sober. Yeah, exactly. You just want to stare and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we have that. Or even dance. like fa- even like being fascinated by like a uh, by a building on fire, uh-huh. right? Or like a forest fire. Like it's it's horrifying, but also it's like train wreck, right? Like you can't take your you can't take your eyes off of that power. Exactly. And um, the colors, the movement of colors mm. from the entire spectrum, from blue to um, red, mm-hmm. and as well as some of the imagery that we have in pop culture, like think of hot rods and things. There's a lot of flame imagery that we have oh, and associate yeah. with as well. Yeah. So visual is one. Um, then we have the tactile sense. We have the heat. Mm. So your skin can play with a sensation play. And we have all levels of heat from uh, a warming to a burning yeah. sensation and everything between. So getting that range and playing with that is interesting. Um, then we have the noise, the whoosh of fire, mm. that when you light a lighter, you have that sound so that's very identifying, the crackle, all of that. Mm. So that's a sound that can be um, stimulating. It could be scary and incite fear. It could be dangerous, um, sexy, all of those. Do you remember the first time that you learned that you could pass your finger over a candle flame oh yeah at the dinner and then you get like get in trouble at the dinner table especially for like showing other kids that you, you know, can do that you were a kinkster very much like me as a kid <laughs> <laughs> the ones that were always pushing our bodies like look what i can do but we didn't know that we were our own our own masochists and sadists yeah. to ourselves yeah a- absolutely but also being sort of obsessed with the um the sensationalism of it or the uh the spectacle that's the word i'm looking for like the spectacle of it and uh and and also just like being like a show off and showing what you can uh what you're not afraid of like yeah. something that you're supposed to be afraid of that you're not afraid of it yeah that's a good way to sum it up it's it's very powerful empowering and i also like pushing my own physical boundaries you know, mm. it's, it'd be like people that like to do long distance running mm. or mm-hmm. you know uh, extreme exercising i'm i'm definitely a physical person like that and i like mm-hmm. seeing how far i can push my body as well and you didn't you know, when you were talking about the senses i mean i think this is a matter of taste but i happen to really really love the smell of a campfire mm-hmm. you know i'm the kind of person that likes like Lapsung tea, like shout outs to Lapsung tea if anybody listening likes it. It's that like black English tea or it's 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 actually a Chinese, I think that um, uh, 
it smells like a campfire. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? I do exactly know what you're talking about. And yeah, it's that familiar smell as well. And even burning hair, which mm. is uh, to some people unpleasant, but it's an association, a positive association to me, mm-hmm. up to a point, of course. But there is a smell of fire, that campfire smell, which I could put in a bottle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's it's sensual. And mm-hmm. I don't know, there's, um, there's something... I mean, I don't think there's something intrinsically masculine about it, but, uh, you know, obviously, but um, it does have sort of an association of like, sort of like rustic, yeah, rugged, tough, primal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, another thing that I that I was thinking of when you were talking about um, the tactile sensation um, is just... I think my listeners know at this point that I'm really obsessed with hot tubs and really mm-hmm. obsessed with like hot springs and uh, saunas and steam rooms and that kind of thing. And it's not necessarily erotic for me to do those things, but it is sadomasochistic. Like I want to see how much heat I can take. And But I guess we'll get into this, but fire play is not necessarily about like seeing how much heat you can take, is it? can be and you have to have a lot of control in order to be able to do that yeah and i can um tell you about an activity that happens at desire um i guess we can get into it now yeah yeah um but fire can be applied in just a little bit and localized or it can be applied on the whole body Mm. and um at Desire, there is a, a Can pool. you say what Desire oh, is? Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> Desire <laughs> is a women's event held in Palm Springs. And um, it's it's an has a, a, I guess, a, a hotel room that's set around as a perimeter, like a fortress, and the center is a pool. So we mm. have play outdoors. It's great. It's pretty fantastic. It's great. And um, full body fire play became very popular at Desire. Cool. So we have a pool. And um, we light the entire body on fire. Wow. So um, the fuel is uh, 70% isopropyl alcohol, so it's burning the, the fuel, but we apply it to the entire body using four torches and about three people to monitor and apply the fire. So we set the person on fire and kick him in the pool. Okay, so this that is amazing. <laughs> and so why don't, we, why don't we start a little smaller and then build yes. up to how we can like go to like uh, lighting an entire an yeah. entire person on fire and but but before we do let's just let's just make sure that people understand that when you when you were talking about with the alcohol when you say lighting a person on fire they're not going to have even like third degree burns from that um, afterwards i mean unless something goes wrong correct so um it's the alcohol burning off and when i say the the entire body's lit on fire for about 2 or a few seconds, two, right, two right. three seconds, really. And it's the most ter- intense two or three seconds of your life. Sure. So it's a very quick, very intense play. And it's an amazing rush. So sure. the endorphins are going. Um, but that's in a case where you're doing a very quick, extreme heat and then putting it out via the pool very, very quickly. Wow. Um, so in that case, it's, it's a lot of alcohol being burned off the skin very quickly, which mm. creates an intense heat sensation, which is then in- extinguished. Um, so of course there's always the risk of, um, of a burn, but that's part of the play and we mitigate those risks sure. by like getting, taking precautions ahead of time. Like getting a bruise from impact play. Correct. It's not necessarily, you can, you can be, you can be hurt and have a mark 
within the bounds of of control and also something that you've consented to without being damaged yes yeah and i would think um through fireplay when when um when done like an intense scene you might get a a burn or a mark that would be equivalent to a sunburn Mm. if in in a normal course of a scene and that's you know that's that's not too bad cool it's like a day at the beach exactly <laughs> okay so let's let's roll it back and let's talk about um beginner fire play yeah yeah so beginner how, do you, fire play, how do you do that where yeah. do you, where do you even begin and and also just to continue when saying like uh fire play does not result in a burn for every time but if you're applying a lot of fire play then you might get a heat sensation as if you were in the sun for a long time mm. um but just applying fire does not equate to a burn immediately. So beginning fire play is um, I, I use torches and that just looks like, like a little drumstick with head on it. And that's how I apply my fire. And I also like to play with flash cotton, which is purchased from a magician store. There's a lot cool. of other types of play out there in fuels with the, the medium. And I also tend to play with 70% isopropyl alcohol. Mm-hmm. You can play with 90%, which burns a little bit hotter, but 70 is a good general intro level fuel yeah and there's some other ones as well some people use moose or other different fuels uh there are other toys there are fire floggers generally made out of kevlar falls Mm. um canes and all sorts of wands and people that have crossed over into like poi or other performance fire art have all sorts of toys as well right that that makes sense that makes sense when you think about people doing like like fire spinning Mm -hmm. and stuff right so so like incorporating that kind of um almost like that like circusy kind of performance with like kinky fire play yeah and that's where i like to kind of visualize the flow and the energy and the dance Mm -hmm. versus a very methodical application where Mm. it loses that energy because there's an exchange and i think fire harnesses a lot of energy that we can play with so i think using that as a dance and that keeps a really nice energetically flowing scene versus like put the fire on the body, extinguish, put the fire on the body in another place. So that's where I think um, just taking a beginning application of technique and turning it into a scene mm. is is really about flow. You mentioned the appeal of the primal quality of fire. I think everybody can understand and relate to that. Um what about what's hot about that what's hot about harnessing something that is like a primal part of our environment speaking of nerdy science stuff (laughs) yeah and and for me um i like walking on the edge of control Mm. and i love having power in my hand Mm. and fire is such a destructive force in human history yeah like it's something that can destroy a civilization yeah you know it's it's a pretty powerful thing in human lives i mean it can destroy everything yeah exactly it can extinguish everything you own it can completely change an environment really quickly and it can destroy you it, it, it can extinguish a life and you know so quickly and and in a very, I mean, I'm thinking about witches being burned at the stake too, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. in a, in a, there is a spectacle of that. I mean, there's a reason that they burned them at the stake, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a very powerful elemental force. And I mm. like to think of it definitely as an element. Um, I'm 
as you know, with school, I'm uh, very much a marine biologist and uh, fascinated with the ocean. And I love being out in the pelagic, which is very, it's open ocean, mm. which is dangerous. It's powerful. Yeah. You have this waves and this mystery of a vast part of the planet. And um, so I love working on the ocean and out mm-hmm. the middle of it. So I like having danger right next to me mm. and being yeah, around all around it. you. You're exactly. inside of danger. Yeah. I'm yeah. a thrill seeker, definitely. Clearly. <laughs> and um, so what I love having this dangerous element in my hand. It's something that I can wield and play with and have it just be on the edge of control. But what's sexual about that? Ah, um, for me, it's it's a power, the power dynamic. Yeah. Um, and there's also, because of the, the sensations that I was mentioning earlier, I have all of those tools available in sensation play. So I like mm. the sensation play mixed with the power dynamic. Mm. So for me, um, it basically uh, stimulating the human body mm. and mind because we have the element of fear of power right. incorporated with the senses is a very complete play for me. And cool. Yeah. So I, it's, I like stimulation and that's a good way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it reminds me a little bit of electricity play i mean obviously fire and electricity are connected yes um and that part of the excitement of or part of when i started to understand why electricity play was a thing was the first time that i used a violet wand and could like shoot use the attachment where you can shoot electricity from your fingers yeah it's like, listen i don't I, i'm not i'm not saying that i'm you know necessarily wizard sexual but uh you know <laughs> like there's just something so um there's something so thrilling about that and so much the like power that you have to like wield a sensation that you can't wield without the assistance of that tool and like or that toy and so you have this toy and you can do this thing and it's so um thrilling and exciting that like if the if you're playing with someone in a sexual way i can just for me like yeah i guess that's what it is is that the power of that and the excitement and sometimes even just like the coolness of something is what makes it so sexy right yeah and there's a huge visual element too to have um like a colored spark go from your hands to someone else's skin yeah and besides like candle lighting is beautiful imagine a torch and a flame like it just makes (laughs) things sexy and you have the lighting and it just um like brings pieces of the body to light and like the human form changes as you apply that play differently. So just Mm. seeing that visual stimulation underneath my eyes Mm. turns me on as well. Cool. I'm also thinking about like the cliche of the lady who's having her solo time, who like draws a bath and then lights a bunch of candles and then like masturbates in the bath, right? Like, (laughs) like a Candida Royale movie. Um, uh, There's got to be some like element of fire play in there. Uh (laughs) We just took that and turned it up to 11. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, Okay. So what, what does a fire play scene look like? Sure. So a lot of the fireplace scene starts with setup. So it's about choosing your space appropriately. Mm. Um, And I won't go into it because uh, people can get trained on that. But it's sort of creating a space where um, I can apply fireplay, 
and that's part of mitigating risk. Like I know the the floor is not going to be flammable. I know people mm-hmm. aren't going to in- bump my scene if it's done in a public space. Um, I know that you know the person's going to be comfortable yet in a position where it won't um, either create hot spots or you know that kind of mm. stuff so i've set up my scene and that way i can focus on the play itself and um people can either use like a massage table or a chair or mm. you know standing up whatever it is so you've got your person there um and so i create my scene so that i have a good flow and there are different things we have alcohol that are in our torches so i keep those soaked and i probably have at least four torches so I have two sets that I can rotate and keep soaking so that doesn't interrupt my scene cool and I've got my little candle going so I can keep that relighting my torches so it's about creating a flow so that I can keep that scene dancing and moving cool and so I have my torches in alcohol the fuel and then I can light my torch so now I have essentially some like drumsticks with lit ends which drummer to drummer yeah that's cool (laughs) (laughs) i actually had some felt tip drumsticks i was like i have some giant bass drums that are felt i'll put cotton on the outside so in fire play cotton is um the external piece of our torch it's not going Mm. to light on fire Mm. and the inside can be synthetic so i had bass drum mallets that i wrapped in cotton that were lit on fire it was probably a, a giant fireball was a lot of fun (laughs) actually um they they didn't spray a lot of alcohol on people so i could use them on people so it was an impressive visual element because i probably had a two-foot flame on those things (laughs) (laughs) Uh, fire plays about a lot of experimentation (laughs) and learning from each other yeah absolutely and also just like marveling at like how cool the thing that you made is yeah it definitely has an an artistic but uh, like the kind of artistic um element that reminds me a little bit more of like um uh well because you are an engineer um sort of like like metal work and yeah um and that kind of thing like uh more than i don't is there a name for that kind of that kind of art as opposed to more like uh, like painting or um fabrication yeah probably there's a little bit fabrication i think interesting yeah and i think we it's a crafting and fabrication but yeah we have our our torches and toys and and a lot of it is really about flow and applying to the body Mm -hmm. so we move the fire around the body um and part of it is to keep and let the skin cool so you're not creating hot spots in the same area oh interesting i mean isn't that that's so funny it's true of all play true Yeah, yeah indeed yeah so that's a good a good thing to a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah. And that also keeps the person who's receiving it stimulated because, you know, fire and heat is moving all around their body, mm. which is pretty, pretty neat. And things that are more calloused, hands, maybe the external part of the arms mm. are a good place to start. And then we can move to the more sensitive part of the body. And we also use the alcohol as a fuel that we can trace on the body. So mm. you have the torches that you can apply to the body. It's heat as in just like touching the person and they create the heat in that spot. But you can also lay down the alcohol, mm. hit the alcohol with the torch in a pattern, and then that pattern will light on fire. That's so cool. It's really cool. So it like runs down the body. And then, I mean, it's just neat to watch having alcohol run down someone's body in a pattern. It also strikes me from the bottom's perspective, and I have done this play a little bit, not a lot. I think I'd like to do it more. Um, from the bottom's perspective, especially if it's a public scene, um there's a really hot element of 
erotic I have to stop saying hot there's a sexy <laughs> there's a, there's a sexy titillating um <laughs> element of objectification to being a fireplace bottom right because you are you're sort of um you become a material for the like show that someone is putting on I mean there's just no way that fireplay won't be a spectacle yes in, you know, I mean, so, which is not obviously. I have nothing wrong with the spectacle, but it's like <laughs> yeah. I, I, I sort of, I just doubt that. I can't see anyone wanting to do a fireplace scene in public and then being like confused that they had a crowd. Yeah, I would agree because fire gets attention. Right. Period. You know, whether it's intentional or unintentional, fire in public, people are going to watch. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much is like we can stop podcasting now, right? Fire gets attention. The end. <laughs> the that's end. why people are hot for it. <laughs> yeah, like, that's why it's sexy. But yeah. even if it were two people, top and bottom, in a room, put a, putting a mirror up so that the bottom mm. can see what's happening to their own body yeah. works because that's not something you see every day. Yeah, exactly. And it's just such a it's a captivating thing yeah. that gets your attention. It also taps into something that I like to talk about a lot, which is the way that BDSM, that the play and the practice of BDSM of like of playing the way that playing and practicing dangerous things makes me more fearless in my everyday life in a good way. Like it helps me to see that things that are fearful and dangerous um, or unconsensual use of power. There are things that I can just see coming a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. And and once you have had that experience of like moving through that fear, moving through that pain in a, in a way that in an environment where ultimately you know that you can trust someone and that you're safe, then you feel less scared of things. Now, obviously we should never lessen our fear of fire right like yeah. we shouldn't get um uh we shouldn't get cocky um but uh but it also just like what we were talking about with the um fingertip in the in the candle flame thing it when you have that experience or when you look in the mirror and you see yourself being set on fire all of a sudden like dealing with your everyday problems is kind of like whatever bitches i got set on fire this weekend right Right? yeah and i i think fire being such an element which um when given more fuel it will just continue getting more intense right so i think playing with fire gives us a better understanding of this element and when um so my mentor dr danger when teaching me said um and just lit the torch on fire and just had me watch the torch as it uh had a lot of fuel and then as it consumed the fuel and then extinguished itself yeah and dr danger said the fire will talk to you the flame will talk to you so if you understand what the flame is doing then you can see if it's going to intensify Mm. or extinguish or if and also knowing where on the flame is the hottest part where is the Mm. part we can apply to the body the part we can put our hands through and how much so i of course will push it and i also made bondage rope professionally where we had a bunch of torches and that's another thing is we're putting an organic fiber through a bunch of torches and it can know how fast things would have to flow you know so you can understand how much you can move through the fire before the thing you're putting through the fire caught on fire. So then, of course, mm. I had to put my arm through it to see how, how fast I had to move or right, how slow right. I can move because knowledge is 
It's <laughs> knowledge Our? is fire. Knowledge <laughs> is fun. There we go. Knowledge is fun. We'll go with that. I was gonna say. I said knowledge. I said knowledge, knowledge is, is fire. fire. Yeah, but knowledge is also fun. Knowledge is fun. So, so I figured out that I can put my arm through a bunch of butane torches at a certain speed. Just. <laughs> but how did that make you feel? Um, I think I just did perfect. So I was just like, yeah, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Tina Horn, the producer and host of the podcast, Why Are People Into That? An interview show about sex, kink, gender, and love. I want to tell you about the new bonus segment of my show. It's called Interrobang. An interrobang is when a question mark and an exclamation point are next to each other. Really, that's the actual name for that. Interrobang is also a short, exclusive segment that you get when you subscribe to Wire People Into That on Acast Plus. On this episode of Interrobang, my guest is Lamalani Sieverts. Lamalani is a West Coast kinky pervert and leather title holder. She loves combining sex with fire, like actual fire. After recording an entire episode called Wire People Into Fireplay, I thought it would be fun to do an interrobang segment with her about showers and barbecues. Afterwards, we had kinky DIY time where Lama taught me how to make my own torch. And just knowing its personality through the, the column of the flame and, and the torch and stuff. And flash cotton's also another thing, too, that when... I like having that laying down on the skin and as the torch hits it, or even gets close, having that set off in a very intense um, moment, because it generates a lot of heat very quickly, plus it has sort of that surprise element. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I got it. <laughs> surprise, fire. <laughs> to find out more, subscribe to Wire People Into That on your Acast app. Follow at Tina Horns Ass on Twitter and Instagram, and visit Wire People Into That. So how did you get trained? Um, yeah, I guess I've been playing with fire since I was a kid, as we were talking about earlier. So, oh, so you're a pyro. Uh, yes, in other words, yes. Um, and I have my little my little lighter mark to prove it, and that's just because oh, it's fun. And I had someone brand it to to expand on that too. Nice. Um, but I, I've been playing with fire since I was a kid. I was an outdoor hippie, so we'd always had yeah, fire and yeah. camping and all that. Yeah. So that was something that captured my attention for a long time. So how I got into it in, in an erotic sense was uh, because I grew up 
in uh, the BDSM community in Seattle mm. who are a bunch of hardcore motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> and fire is big there. So I think huh. um, as far as I understand, it's less fire tender in the 80s, I believe, was kind of the big uh, person who explored that. And my mentor, Dr. Danger, is also a huge fire bug. So... It is just, that the name for people who like fire? Firebug? <laughs> Firebug, yeah, I think so, sure. Oh my god, that's really cute. Yeah, we're just a bunch of people that need to keep warm in the Northwest. So yeah, might as well start each other oh, you're set like, each other on fire. You're little lightning bugs. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, we don't have lightning bugs on the West Coast, so we'll make our own. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess the other thing that I'm thinking about um, with thinking about being the bottom in a fireplace scene is, and I think this is true of a lot of edge play and Max, Maxwell Lander and I were talking about this in the episode, a couple episodes back about blood, that when you're doing a scene with, that involves breaking the skin or you're doing a scene that involves fire or any kind of other, you know, extreme physical or psychological play, you don't get distracted as easily. Um, and you just concentrate so completely and, you have to trust. I mean, as a bottom, you really have to trust that the fire top um, knows what they're doing. And you can't, you, you, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm, I'm realizing that any kind of brattiness or topping from the bottom or micromanaging or like not being fully invested and kind of squirming and like not, you know, like not being focused is going to fuck you up in the wrong way. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. you have to really lock in and get in subspace or in any case, like surrender and trust uh, to, you know, surrender your trust or give your trust to the top. There's just kind of no, getting around that yeah and that's and very appealing it is because it's it is something that is very dangerous fire is dangerous yeah and so you're putting a lot of trust into the person so definitely of course vet your tops yeah make sure yeah. they know what you're doing and they're reputable um but definitely um uh, you're you're putting a lot of of um control and safety in the top's hands which is i think a beautiful way to surrender is say that yes i trust you to play with this really dangerous element. Yeah. And just in going back to the central question of the show, why are people into that? Like, why would you be into being set on fire? To me, this is really crucial yeah. element of it that you, that it helps you to access that space of, um, of not, of, of just totally like locking into the experience that you're having. Yeah. And I'll even take it even a step back and, um, I'd see a lot of people ha who haven't been exposed to fire that they're interested have a lot of fear around it, but also curiosity. Yeah. I mean, the, again, Prometheus, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, curiosity. So it's, a, it's a scary, scary thing. So when introducing people to fire play, it's very popular at like BDSM tasters or carnivals mm, where people mm. can try things out and people are very scared and putting fire in somebody's hand 
is a good way to start. So again, going back to where the hand is very callous, generally it can right. take a lot. Right, right. And they also have power to extinguish the fire themselves mm. by closing it and cutting off the oxygen. Mm. So it puts the control in their hand. So you can put the fire in their hand. They're like, oh, well, that's not so bad. And then if they're scared, usually they'll close it right away and say, okay, do it again. And they keep their <laughs> hand open a little bit longer and they're like, oh, it's not so bad. So then they can give it to the rest of their body. So they've first step conquered a fear maybe. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, I I think yeah. that danger and eroticism may be connected. Oh, I This agree. is something I may be learning <laughs> in my investigations. Uh-huh. I think that they might. And and it's a t- it's it's a taboo, right? You're not supposed to play with fire. I believe that we have um clichés about yeah, how right. you shouldn't play with fire, right? Or if you play with fire, you're going to get burned, yep. right? So that you don't this is this is actually like like fire play is sort of a, um, in a way, it's defying that cliche. If you play with fire, you're going to get burned because you can totally play with fire and not get burned. But you actually still should keep the cliche in mind because if you get cocky and you don't realize that you could make that cliche really literal exactly. really fast if you don't, if you if you don't respect the power of the fire, like what you were saying about the ocean, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to respect the ocean and not turn your back on it. Absolutely. And that's one thing for me as a top that's very intriguing. And um, for for a bottom also is to be like, wow, like, I have this, this thing that's very taboo that I'm going to play with, which is very thrilling and, and I think turns everybody on. Yeah. So um, that's one layer right there. And Another one is is the sensation and the visual. So once they may have conquered that fear, and then you have that focus on body sensation. So um, you know, for a lot of people that may have been socialized to not explore whole body mm. and the sensations, mm. it can like bring their mind to the skin sensation and the heat and and there may be parts of their body that they may not be in touch with and eroticize. So I think that's another thing is a bottom's mind can really focus on on nerves and responses and, mm. and all sorts of sensations they might, might not be in tune with. Um, I find that fire play generally gets people in a very like sort of sedate euphoric yeah. kind of a headspace. Nice. It's, yeah, it's very floaty. It's kind of like even if you're in a room full of people, it all melts away, so to speak, <laughs> the fire. Yeah. And yeah. just people just get in this zen sort of uh, very in touch with themselves and their body Oh and my God, nature. I love that. Yeah. Okay, sign me up. Yeah. Fireplay <laughs> outdoors, by the way. Ugh. Extra cool. You're, sing- you're singing my song. <laughs> I know. Hippie. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, but you know, and an- another thing that it makes me think about is that, of course, it's primal. Mm-hmm. So it's an experience of something primal. But at the same time, the fact that you are getting to play with it and that you are ultimately like have reason to trust that you're safe also has everything to do with the part of being human that has to do with being civilized and being uh, evolved, right? Like yeah. like taking a tool to harness an element, right? Yes. And to do that for the purpose of, you know, we like harnessed fire so that we could cook meat. We harnessed fire so that we could uh, heat our homes. And we also can harness fire to get off exactly right so it's like so it's like an element of something yeah it's like hippie like you know uh, elements and like sensuality and being in the body but it's also like an experience of um of technique like mm-hmm. that goes back to sort of being objective like the the fire bottom like being um uh objectified as like a material in a 
in a project. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love, um, telling a story through, through fire. And mm. it's, um, I think I'm paying attention to my bottom definitely, but I'm also paying attention to how I can use the flame to tell a story with, through intensity and, um, it sort of brings it to uh, like a spiritual element. Nice. And what's an example of a story that you could tell? Oh, through wow. Fire? Um, yeah, so I think starting kind of slow and like warming people up. <laughs> Again, <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I honestly didn't think about it before we started talking about it. I mean, I think I think that the fact that so much of our language around these things is based in temperature, uh-huh. um, you know, and the opposite would also be true, right? Like, I don't know, like giving someone the cold shoulder or freezing oh, wow. or freezing them out or an ice queen, right? Yeah. Like, like uh, I, I mean, I think that it only, it only proves why the fact that we're so fascinated by by this thing to the point that it's a part of our language in a way that we don't like really even think about yeah and i think that's also why so many people are interested and intrigued by it right but it's yeah i think i think there'd be there should be a lot more people playing with fire (laughs) (laughs) anyway um yeah so we'll start with warming people up and that will be um what i also like about the technique of fire play is that when we have the alcohol, we, we run our hand behind the flame to sort of put it out again if I feel that it's not extinguished in a timely manner to continue um, keeping the skin ready to receive fire. So there's an element of like putting down the heat and then the touch. And I'm a very tactile person in a top. So I like that touch to be part of the energetic exchange as well. Yeah. So we'll have like the heat and the touch kind of going and it'll slowly building up. It's very sensual. Yeah. And um, then I might start to bring in the top part of the flame which is a lot harder hotter mm. and that could be playing with maybe the fear because it's a lot hotter so bring it close to the skin mm. or they have the sound so it starts engaging their mind a little bit too as they're getting into it mm. and then we'll play i love playing with the alcohol that i said with the tracing so we'll lay down the patterns and we'll start getting into that which is i could do that for a very long time and it's visually stimulating so hopefully we have a mirror at the bottom can see that too and they're yeah. like "Ooh, that was cool and I, I start laughing at this point I'm like wow that was a great one <laughs> and just playing little patterns and like it, it's really fun at that point um you continue moving around the rod the body and if people are into it the bottom of the feet is weirdly erotic yeah 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 and i've it's people not weird love that yeah. not weirdly erotic but yeah <laughs> no 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 i'm it's, saying like yeah. I, like i get it i get <laughs> yeah. it yeah yeah incredibly erotic so you start bringing some eroticism in there and yeah. um huh. my, my mentor also taught me how to do cunt fire so <laughs> what, is, what what is that <laughs> what is that we have um that's actually my college nickname but we can talk about that later <laughs> no i'm just kidding i love you so much more now <laughs> um so we're not lighting the delicate tissues of the cunt on fire um, right but how we apply it to the rest of the body because it is very thin tissue yeah but we will control the flame using our own breath as a top to have the tip of the flames of the torch lick the cunt okay <laughs> <laughs> the f- so you're licking you're licking the cunt a vulva with a fire with with the fire, but the fire is doing the licking. I yep. suppose that also could be true of uh, other kinds of genitalia as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm certain that would be the case. Um, 
right. you're like i want to know <laughs> i yeah that's that's something i haven't done myself but i'm certain that people could do that listen i'm <laughs> if if lighting balls on fire is not a thing it definitely i'm certain should, it is it definitely should be i'll ask my fire bug gay male friends but <laughs> i'm i would not doubt that people have their techniques to light the dangly bits on fire <laughs> yes absolutely so um, yeah that is amazing i mean i guess you could lick I'm so obsessed with this idea of, you know, uh, we do say that like fire licks. So yeah. it's almost like fire was made for sex. Um, <laughs> I would but, agree with that. Yeah, but you could do so you could do that with any part of the body where you like kind of blow on the fire yes. so that the fire like becomes an extension of your breath. Exactly. Oh and God. as a top, um, because I like controlling it, it's a it's a technique and control. Yes, And about absolutely. applying the sensation that I want to. And again, that tip of the flame is the hottest part. So yeah. we're controlling that, which is intriguing and amazing for me. And for the bottom, it's another level of sensation because it's pretty intense. Or we're also controlling something that can also go very hot very quickly yeah so yeah we can definitely apply that you know based on the the physiology and how that we use with the flame because flame the heat, the heat goes up so that's one thing to consider in your in mm. your um heat rises heat rises exactly so that's one thing to consider in the scene and how you place your bottom and how you place your flame is, mm. is how to use that as well as the, hmm. the the vertical heat column and how it rises oh cool yeah so last year i went to a an awesome weekend called Amherst Revolts um, on here on the East Coast. And I, I wish I could remember the name of this individual, but he taught a class on fire caning. And he had these canes that he had specially designed and he was demonstrating how to use them. And um, the thing that made it so amazing and unique uh, and I, I can't, uh, this is radio. So I'm like, I'm like doing it with my pen right now, but I, I'm trying to think it's all in the wrist. I mean, basically like it was really exciting to watch someone administer a caning where it wasn't about the impact between the actual instrument and the bottom, it, the bottom's bottom, the butt. Um, <laughs> but, but it was actually about like, a, and this goes back to what you and I were saying about being uh, drummers and understanding percussion and how that works with impact play because it's not always about like two things sma like colliding. Yeah, it's about like things grazing off of each other and it's about the pullback and all of the stuff. So right, so the 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 cane was being like sort of um, flicked towards the butt of the demo bottom. And it made the fire sort of pull back and then strike. I, I'm I, yeah. I'm sure there's like a better way to describe this, but it like reached out and licked, like you said, uh -huh. it, like the flame like reached out and like licked the bottom, and it was it was a beautiful to watch, b just like really impressive and interesting and, and unique and and fascinating to watch, um, but also. Um, yeah, so sensual. I mean, I really can just imagine that uh, that as a bottom, that that way of having that sensation of the heat applied to your body would be more like what you're describing of that like sensuous dance rather than like the methodical like, let's see if we can like light fire on you and then tap it out and light fire on you and tap you out. I mean, everybody has a different taste of what they find sensual and erotic, but... um. 
That was just cool. I had never seen anything like that before. I haven't either. At least I've seen variations of that. And I certainly want to meet this individual because it sounds like a really cool thing he's made. Um, But I've seen other things like fire floggers where they have a significant amount of flame coming from the end. And but you're right. You're like using the air to like extend yeah. that that flame, kind of like maybe the motion of a cracker on a single t- single tail. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Exactly. But definitely the other element, which I think, um, as you described it to me, is the sound of that amount of flame. Because when a fire flogger, oh is yeah, going, it was right? like whoosh. Yeah, and that's something that is erotic and scary, and just like the crack of a whip. It feels less like a sound and more like, um, uh, yeah, I guess it it is like you you sort of feel like this elemental shift. Yeah, you know, it's like that that sort of like whomph sound. Uh huh. Um, maybe I mean I don't I don't. I'm not enough of a scientist to to know like whether you know like the ions in the air are changing and that's like part of what you're feeling or if it's more of a again like a like a primal fight or flight response where like all of the humans around you are kind of like whoa fire you know like even (laughs) if you know that you're watching this controlled thing you're still like whoa that fire is doing something it's like out of control which is sort of also why people are in such awe of um like uh fire dancers right or fire breathers yeah right exactly and um by the way like bringing taste into that's one, a really great way to extinguish a torch as a top is to eat fire <laughs> yeah i don't how uh i don't actually know if i know like what how people actually do it like a, how people do it's eat. a big exhale um so as you're putting a torch in your in your mouth it's a big exhale to to put gotcha. it out or something like that. and I, I i don't use the fuel that people would use as a performer yeah. to like blow fire etc but you know if i want to extinguish a torch i'll just put it in my mouth because i'm like that (laughs) (laughs) oh boy when i had my tongue pierced it was really great um and as a experienced fire top um temporary or permanent piercings will transmit the heat sensation underneath the skin so i of course being um (laughs) i guess i top myself and just apply fire to myself when i'm topping too nice because it's fun um so yeah I, i used to light my my own permanent piercings on fire so cool (laughs) so cool why not because you feel it deep in your body exactly oh man i yeah i I need you to do that to my belly button okay 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 (laughs) well so it's a date um so la milani let's do a little bit of um let's do a little bit of a recap of what we've talked about so far so like why are people into fire so like the the sensuality stuff that we've talked about and i really liked how you walked through all of the senses so it looks cool yep I don't think we have to explain that that much further. It looks fucking cool. The tactile sensation of heat and um and the the like the modulation of the different intensities of the heat um the sound of the whoosh Mm -hmm. um which again it taps into something really primal um the smell which many people find like very like comforting and um uh and sexy as well um and um and then all of the sort of more like edge play stuff that we yeah. were talking about, right? So like, um, what were we saying? Like, like tr- you know, trust and mm-hmm. control, yeah. right? Yep. Um, and like the danger and the thrill. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you were mentioning earlier, and I, I, I don't think that we've said this yet, um, 
uh, on the air, but it's also really affordable. Absolutely. And Fireplay is something that people can craft their own torches. It's made out of materials that you can purchase at hardware stores and drug stores. And uh, isopropyl alcohol is like a couple bucks US yeah. for uh, a bottle. Um, the cotton, you know, it's a few dollars. Uh, the material for the torches you can use all sorts of things from futon forks to I like using drumsticks and all yeah. sorts of things. Yeah. Um, flash cotton, you can get it at magic stores if it's uh, legal in your area. Yeah. And, you know, moose is also a fuel. Like, so all of it is very accessible and people learn and craft and, and share their knowledge as well. Yeah. That sort of seems to be like the other big element of it is the craftiness of it and the kind of like, um, the 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 design and the uh, the the um the spectacle of it both for the people experiencing it but also as an exhibitionist like the spectacle when other people are watching that um that fire gets attention i'm a performer yeah i i like i like doing fire performances with people and drums and things like that cool. <laughs> it's to add to the primal nature of it yeah drum um so you're going to stick around mm -hmm. and record a uh, special exclusive DIY fire play uh, little segment for us that is going to be available just to wire people into that subscribers. Is that right? Yes. Awesome. Okay. So now that we've talked about, now that we've gotten to the bottom of why people are into it and why, and how you can get started um, uh, in sort of smaller ways and, and working yourself up and warming yourself up, um, you were describing a scene at Desire that was uh, done by a bunch of really uh, experienced people that sounds really over the top. So do you want, can you like describe that scene in yeah. a little bit more detail? Yeah. So it happens um, pretty much every year at Desire and it's definitely one of the... Um, <laughs> one of the attractions of going mm. to Desire is, is people set you on fire and throw you in the pool. Um, so that's how we can so joke about it. So do people just like line up to be oh, set on fire? Oh, you bet they do. <laughs> people line up to be set on fire. And so there's people. like a barbecue over here and then <laughs> yeah. there's like barbecuing girls. And the over here and oh then we got the, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, the whole thing. It's really uh, an exquisite event. Um, so we generally have two people with torches that are lighting the person on fire. So there are four torches applying the fire to the body. Um, the person who comes up and up. Um, so definitely this is not a how-to. This is definitely a, ex explaining what the scene looks like. Yes. So the person has been prepared before to, to keep, so they're ready to receive fire on the body. We douse them in alcohol. And um, then the there's a person who's watching and overseeing just to make sure that, that they'll get in the pool and if if they, we decide the timing is up and they haven't jumped themselves because interesting enough, enough when people are set on fire sometimes they freeze so the two reactions <laughs> oh, man. and and i think everybody's learned as a kid stop dropping wool when right. you're on fire right people will generally run which is adding more oxygen to it that's the thing right. you don't want to do right. <laughs> so um yeah we remind people to stop drop and roll or we'll kick in the pool so um so do they stand i'm not imagining the them like on yeah on like a diving board <laughs> no yeah this particular place didn't have a diving board so we were just on the edge of a pool but basically like a dock or something like that would be appropriate so yeah. we were just standing on the edge of a pool and, and the, this is such a um, uh, basic uh, literature 
uh, question. Uh, sorry, let me say that again. Um, this is so, such a question from somebody who is a writer, not a scientist. Um, but the chlorine in the pool doesn't like react with the fire. No, I think the water would extinguish it first, or usually jumping through the air and would, would blow it out essentially. But the chlorine is would probably it's ionic at that point, so it's okay. not like it's it's a flammable. Okay, you know, it shows what I know in the water. <laughs> so, and I don't even know if that one's chlorine in that. But anyway, yeah, okay. um, so yeah, we have two people. We got one person who's been doused in alcohol, two people applying the fire, and one person who's overseeing the whole scene for safety. Nice. So, in the fire it's applied to the body it's amazing because oftentimes the person will light up like a phoenix or they'll go up in, in rings on their body and just oh. seeing this this visual is incredible wow and it's I totally want to do that it's amazing and it's really the most intense two seconds you'll ever have in your life so for me of course i try to push it to like three or four and then i'll get the boot to throw it <laughs> i'm like i had it daddy geez <laughs> <laughs> well, um uh so does it uh does it singe your hair? Um, yeah, so that's part of the preparation is, is our hair is completely wet at that point. Oh, gotcha. So, so as long as it's wet. Yeah, and my hair being, like, sometimes if it's longer, we'll, like, tie it up in a wet bandana or something. My hair being a little bit short, and I also push the fire as long as I can. I might get a little bit of singe on the back. But, yeah. But I've never had, interestingly enough, like, I've had more, um, like, sunburn level burns just from doing torches than i have getting my entire body set on fire interesting yeah so uh, and of course me being a fire bug like and knowing the people who are doing it i get a lot of alcohol in my body and they're finishing it i'm like you gotta finish that whole body and they're like can't take it home (laughs) 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 okay do it again (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah, fire is definitely one of the few that I, I love switching and even topping myself i was gonna i was gonna Mm -hmm. say okay so you're a fire switch yeah yeah, with very specific people, and it's usually the Seattle scene or, or the Vancouver, BC scene. But it's it's a sensation I love to feel. Yeah. And it's kind of like with roughhousing. I love that exchange. But but it's, um, yeah, I, I just love fire. So you can't really, that's beautiful. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, I'm totally, like, uh, I'm, I'm in line. I'm going to take a number. <laughs> um, I, um... I just seems like it would make people smile. You know what I mean? It just Huge. means it just makes people grin. So I'm like smiling just thinking about it. Yeah. Huge smiles. It's in so many levels. It's, um, it's intense. It's extreme. It's thrilling. Um, there's people who may have been conquering that fire fear. Mm. You know, they might like, okay, I'm ready to for it now. Ready for it. You know, yeah, they, yeah, it yeah. might take a few uh, days to ramp up to it and they finally do it. So yeah. it's a big feat. Um, but it's, it's just, it's such an intense thrill yeah. that you get these like giant smiles coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does also seem like this could be a thrill that people would enjoy without it necessarily being erotic. Like I could see somebody at, um, a party like that who wasn't necessarily a sadomasochist or somebody that liked playing with power, um, or even like a sensation slut, um, who just would want to do it because it seemed because, because they're a thrill seeker. Cause they're also somebody who would line up to jump off the tallest rock and like get that adrenaline rush. Right. So I can, I can see it not necessarily being sexual, but, uh, but I'm also, I'm also wondering it seems like a certain amount of concentration and control needs to go into it. So you can't tell me if I'm wrong. It seems like you probably couldn't really 
do fire play while also having sex? <laughs> um, yes and no. So in the case <laughs> of, of having the entire body set on fire, you're right. Is that it's such a, a quick um, instance of fire that it's probably more the thrill, the fact that they've conquered something, yeah. you know, the visual aspect, the whole thing. Um, but in a, like a more conventional fireplace scene, um, then you can build that erotic element. You can get someone in a headspace and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, then you can, and I think um, like with the cunt fire, you know, mm. people have come with that wow <laughs> yeah and, and that does happen and it, it depends on how the person comes definitely but like the fire especially when you build that story and you build the eroticism you build the headspace and then you can build in that sexuality as well because there's enough time for that and the cunt fire can for some people lead to oh my god coming. making someone come with fire, fire. it's yep come yeah. on oh, yes oh i'm <laughs> oh, so yeah. glad i asked <laughs> But, I mean, so I guess I could imagine that if you're really experienced that you could, like, be, like, giving it to someone and also, like, doing, like, torch fire play, like, on their chest or something like that yeah. like, while plowing them. Yeah, I can definitely see um, that. Or, like, fucking them from behind and, like, setting their back on fire. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I can see you can definitely do that. And sometimes it helps to have someone monitor safety if you've got a hand taken or something like that or there's a strap on for that you know yes <laughs> there's yes there's all sorts of things but yeah you can definitely incorporate sexual play into fire play as well or like actual sexual um acts yeah 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 play. yeah cool um okay well it's getting i'm i'm feeling my blood is boiling <laughs> another reference we found <laughs> um so thank you so much for talking to me about this thank you for having me it's been long overdue definitely um is there anything that you would like to plug that you want people to check out about your work oh uh well i'd, I'd say if i come and teach a fireplay class in your town or a place near you um definitely come and attend if you have any questions feel free to reach out my email is imsl2009 that's i-m-s-l 2009 at gmail.com but definitely there are people in the community that are willing to to talk about this and mentor so reach out and find those people yeah and la milani also teaches classes on fisting yeah. and i went to the ergonomic roughhousing class and that was really cool and martial artsy <laughs> and um and you uh, you were just teaching a strap-on class at uh -huh. lesbian sex mafia and you do all kinds of stuff yeah yeah, cool. I do. I like doing things. Yeah. Showing other people how to do dirty things too. Yes. Fantastic. Well, it's a it's community service in Indeed. the truest sense. Indeed. Well, thanks for being my guest and I uh, hope you'll come back soon. Indeed. Thanks for listening to episode 40. We've made it to the big 4-0. Follow at Tina Horns Ass on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher, etc. Take a few seconds to write a review, if you would, please. And tell your friends about my show. Visit wirepeopleintothat.com to subscribe to our newsletter and listen to our entire archive. As ever, Wire People Into That is produced and hosted by yours truly, Tina Horn. 
Our theme song is by Pine from Oakland, California. Our website was designed by Justin Levesque, and this project is now exclusively sponsored by my generous and hot, hot, hot patrons. Fight fire with fire at patreon.com slash Tina Horn. Until next time, I'll be firewalking with you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.